I do, what we've been experiencing, the depth, the depth of the Father's love. And I would say for us, but what he put on my heart weeks ago was for each of us individually. When Steve said, you know, can we share on um, Valentine's Day together, immediately what came to me was his love. It wasn't for us, his love for me, his love for each of us as an individual. And this morning I felt that just he sees us individually. And as we can say, Jesus loves me. It's the most wonderful thing that can be there to prepare you for marriage relationship. Or when you say those vows to know that, first of all, Jesus loves me, and then he loves us. And the other thing is the importance that individually we say, I love you, Jesus. Talk about strength for any marriage relationship. You love me, Jesus. I love you. And then together, <laughs> we love Jesus. Um, a few days ago, Grandma's Gleanings, I have the copy that my mom had at her house. But Steve's mom wrote this. But she said in here, study God's word and find out how much God loves you. Lord, release that in us, that we just want to study your word. And as we're reading it, we keep discovering how personal your word is to us, your love for us. I could maybe share. Yeah, you I, do that. That wasn't necessary. I just happened to read this. I, this is my la the last journal my mom did. And I just started reading it. This is from December 31, 2019. Yeah, 2019. She says, make sure, this is just in her journal. Uh, Make sure that you come to truly know God's nature of love. And then she says, do I really comprehend, and then all in caps, his amazing love? Maybe that's some of what we were just experiencing here, the, the, his love, his... his they talk about God winks. Maybe we were getting a God kiss or something. <laughs> I mean, just the preciousness of his presence when it comes like that. I mean, he's always here. But 
there are times when there's a manifestation of that where we want to yield to. But then she goes on, do I really comprehend? And I was just reading in Ephesians 3, verse 18, that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints the width, length, the depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ. And that word comprehend, it says in the footnote, means to receive experientially. Not simply understanding intellectually, but receiving experientially. That's what Mom says here. She says, do I really comprehend his amazing love? In other words, again, receive it experientially. Experiencing it in our lives. That is a question I ask myself. I depend on him to put his love in me so I will be able to love him and others the way he wants me to. Thank you, Lord, for doing just that. I would be a reflection, a reflector of your wonderful love, God's love. God's love is the source of my life. What a motivation it is for me to keep on keeping on. Yes. So I just brought along in case it would fit in somewhere, and it just seemed like it did right there. It's so. right there. I have something else from her, too. But um, there's a simplicity this morning. Jesus loves me. I love Jesus. The next thing I'm going to share is he wants us to love ourselves. I bet you thought I was going to say love others. But his word says in Mark 12, 31, love your neighbor, love others as you love yourself. And that I, felt, I have felt for days such a depth of that. He wants us to love ourselves. And so in this one morning, I read mom's daily devotional each morning. This was for February 11. And she's quoting from the Personalized Promise Bible. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And God is so pleased to call me his child. My thoughts of myself are pure and positive. I know that I am a very special and unique individual with a grand purpose and destiny in this life. I am always on my father's mind. His thoughts of me are full of love and compassion. 
I am with him at all times. He knows my every step and holds everyone dear to his heart. Because we love ourselves and because we know he loves us, then we're able to love another. We're able to love a mate. And so I love what uh, she has written here. My thoughts of myself are pure and positive. And the final thing I want to share, this is from Mom's Daily Scripture Confessions. I'm sure she probably read, well, I know those last days when we were staying overnight with her, we read every one of them out loud. She, she got up early and she'd be sitting in her chair. She'd say, okay, it's time for confessions. <laughs> and we'd read it because she had it on this sheet. I don't read every one every morning. I read some. But this is one that is so special for today. Proverbs 23, 16 from the Amplified Bible says, My inmost being will rejoice when I speak right things. And so a few mornings ago I was reading that I thought that's another key to a healthy relationship. I speak right things about myself and I speak right things about my mate I speak right things to my mate, or it could be others. You just think of that. But speaking right things about ourselves as well as others causes our inmost being to rejoice. I love it. So I thank you, Holy Spirit. We just ask you in Jesus' name to be the revealer this morning. Reveal to us individually the depth of these truths, Father. We love you, Lord. Yes, and these things that we're talking about, they very much apply to husbands and wives, but other relationships too. You know, these principles. It's not just the husband-wife relationship, but... That certainly applies as well. Um, I, I just want to share this a minute. You know, I'm not, I don't go on Facebook very much, but I, I go on there, and then, I mean, I go to ours, I guess is what it is, first. And then from there, I go to groups, which brings me to Strike Community Church, and then that's where I post things if I need to post something. And to be honest, I can't remember what I was doing. It was either Monday or Tuesday. You were here at the church. But but I went on there, and then I, I realized, I saw on there, I had never put in, it said, marital status, and I had never filled it in. And, or where I went to college and that stuff. So I thought, well... As long as I'm here, I'll just fill that stuff in. And then here, after a little while, I started getting congratulations from people. And 
And maybe some of you saw it. You know, I, I think one person thought we, well, we got, it said we got married today. <laughs> and I think the one person thought maybe we really did, that we are uh, all these years just living together or something, I don't know. But uh, I think it was Dan or somebody said, well, maybe they got hacked. And then we said, Sarah actually helped me. Get the word you in can there. put we, up our wedding picture. We weren't hacked. We were. We've been married 45 yeah, years. Yeah, I guess you got. You know, this might. If you got some pictures. This, this is the first one. That's fine. We don't need the other. That one. Oh, <laughs> you'll get it. It's our wedding picture. <laughs> but anyway, no, we've been married all these years. We <laughs> got married on to- October 4. 1975. Yes. And uh, so I just wanted to make that clear, straighten that out <laughs> with everybody. Uh, I, I thought it was. So kind I of came home from working interest. here and you start explaining it, and then I could see the different texts we were getting, and yep. Yeah. But uh, the thing of relationships and marriage and so forth. But not just marriage, you know. There, there's a scripture in Philippians 2 2. And this is from the Message Bible. That's what I'm reading right now for my devotions, is the Message Bible. But it, it says, If you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor, agree with each other, love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. And maybe we can get that scripture up there, too. Uh, Carson? I think it's Carson. Um, If you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. And the thing, of course, agree... That means there's a point where you maybe don't agree on stuff. And Joyce and I have things we don't agree on. Well, sometimes. that makes sense because we're not the same person. We see. I mean. You know, we see the cup from different angles, you know, from different sides. Yeah. Things in life. And it is absolutely true. In fact, a lot of things we don't see the same. In fact, we see it almost totally opposite, it seems, a lot of times. It's like you come from one end and the other end, and... It's like Sarah and Andrew Erholtz, before they got married, they took a... Did you take a test or something, or you had to fill something out, answering questions, and you weren't the same on hardly anything. Right? It was, I think Bob and Julie, Bob said that was with you too. Um, Incompatible, right? But in the Lord, and that's what I was getting, the freedom to be who you are. We have to be who we are. Um, if I had a walk as slow as Steve my whole life, and he's an analyzer. He analyzes everything i'm more like sounds good let's do it you know that type. but we get to be who we are 
And then when we get married, we have a team. Friend team. <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> Just remember the rabbit and the turtle who wins the race. <laughs> I've been called that before <laughs> by certain people, certain individuals. But anyway... He's always been that way in college, too. When I met him, he just, and that's what I liked about him, because I was always like, the next thing, the next thing, and he was just sitting there, like in the cafeteria, eating through what, how many rounds of people would eat with you? <laughs> Three oh, rounds. I'd grab mine to go. <laughs> well, for me... Supper, we called it supper, was an event. I mean, it wasn't a drive-through. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, I like to sit down and enjoy it, right? And enjoy the company, enjoy fellowship. By the way, we're having coffee time after the service today. And so. fresh-baked cookies, thanks to Linnea Coffin. But the thing is, what, what I want to say is, don't feel bad if you don't agree on something. The thing is, you can come in because of his love, which help us, helps us, and sometimes that can try to form walls between us, right? Like a wall comes between us and someone, either our spouse or someone else, another relationship that we, at work or school or, you know, wherever it is. We do not see things the same way. We have different opinions on something. And it can start to build a wall. Well, what's the answer? The answer is the love of God, because what that does, it floats us up above those walls, or you could say it breaks it down, breaks through them. It helps us see a, a major thing, and this is what we've always taught when we do premarital counseling and such, is communication is so important. You got to talk about where you're not agreeing. You need to communicate. You need to talk to one another. And uh, the key to communication is not getting the biggest point, okay, isn't getting my point across to Joyce. It's my listening so I can get her point, her side of it. I mean, my main goal needs to be that I understand what she's trying to communicate. And if we're both doing that, see, that's think of the, of the other person. That's what love is. Love is other-centered. It's not me-centered. It's other-centered, right? That's why Jesus went to the cross. He was, others, he was thinking of others, and he loved. He loved us. Love is what allowed him to go through that. And so listening and understanding, coming to understand that way. But then we do, he says, agree with each other. Well, he says that because they weren't, they weren't agreeing and they needed to come into agreement. They needed to come into agreement and we can do that together by the love of God, by the grace of God. By his help. Basically what it is in a marriage relationship is every day we can look at it as an adventure. 
there's going to be things. There's going to be interesting things. There's going to be downer things. But just the idea of this is an adventure and we're in it together with the Lord. And to yeah. be honest, I don't think there's very many days that we don't have something that we... I mean, how can I put this? <laughs> I'm waiting. I mean, there's... <laughs> I don't know if I can remember very many days where we agreed on everything <laughs> through a whole day. Some of you are looking at me like that never happens to you. Well, even know. what to have for supper when he, he's not even had breakfast and he's talking about what to have for supper. Even the night before, I don't think that way. But for him, eating supper is still a, what do you call it, event or something. Yeah. You should see what he spreads out on his table for his, and literally every time, I mean, I have my plate, my utensils, I don't drink with my meal, so it's real simple. And he has this spread of special sauces and special peppers, and, um, and then he'll say, see once, do we have it all? He'll say, <laughs> he really means, do I have everything I need before I sit down? I love it. Oh, I'm used to it now. <laughs> well, it's God funny. wants us to enjoy eating too, he right? Does. <laughs> yeah, he really does. And so I do enjoy eating. <laughs> but um, okay, so that's that's there you know you come into agreement and love each other that's a part of love that's showing love it's love manifested when you listen to the other person and together you come into agreement and then it says deep spirited friends he also repeats a lot that's <laughs> I, I, his nature i tell it's her his that's nature. part of a teacher it's his nature and you see that's how we're different again too see so I'll say, you already said that. Well, he wanted me to say it again. Well, I didn't need to. I, when I hear something, I hear it. I'm pretty good. Me and Sarah are like that. One so time words, we got it. So in other words, it's not bad to be different. No. We are different, but we can do great things. In diversity, there is great strength when you work together. That's and there's synergy. Mm -hmm. And one of the things about relationships, too, is if you're in a close relationship, like a marriage or in business or whatever, seek God together on yeah. things. That's you know, it. get his direction on things. Don't move forward in things that involve both of you unless you have a confirmation in your spirits together. Unless you have that peace of God ruling in your hearts, Colossians 3.15, I yes. believe it is. You know, get that inner witness we talk about, that uh, bearing witness of the Holy Spirit, like it talks about in, in Romans 8.14 and 16. Be led by the Spirit together. For sure in big decisions, but really, you know, and... In most things, we need to be doing that. And that's what, you know, Joyce and I did that. It was a long time ago, many decades ago. Neither one of us, well, I didn't want to be a pastor. 
And she did not want to be a pastor's wife. I made sure that before we got married, <laughs> that he was not going to be a pastor like his dad. Yeah. Well, that was a good pastor, but... No, I mean, that was yeah, good, right. but not you. <laughs> see, see why you got to communicate? <laughs> but, uh, you know, there are just things... Anyway, I didn't want to do it, so I, I didn't take those courses in college and so forth, you know, and, and post-college, I didn't... You know, I just didn't do that. And uh, but about a year before I became pastor here, and we came into that role, the Lord started working on me, and He started working on Joyce. We didn't know He was doing that, but He was doing it individually. Individually. And then we had Pastor Mike Maraji was here, and he resigned from pastoring and we were I mean the Lord had prepared us by then in fact our question was we felt the Lord had called us as a family to move up here to live here in this area we were called to this area I, I didn't feel the calling to be pastor at that time but called to the area but then when we had this call for pastor we thought what does this mean Lord it was kind of confusing to us does it mean we need to move somewhere or what that's when Pastor Miraji was still he here. He was still pastoring, and we didn't know of any other places, or, you know, we didn't know what. But then he resigned, and the folks here asked if I would be the pastor. And, and really in pastoring, a pastor's wife is up there's a pastoral role right alongside. And that's so whip up that picture that shows him in, uh, he's standing with little Sarah, if you have it. Yeah, that was, it was 1982. He had his first message here in the, the church there where now we're gonna be getting our cookies. That's where the wooden pews were and the pulpit was, would be where the quilting room is. I think, yeah, there wasn't a wall there. This is a picture. Sarah Erholtz was John and Kathy Cootley's flower girl. And that was the first wedding. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, first wedding that um, you officiated. And then put up the next one that shows the Pomp family in that same area. Sorry, Joan. Dave hadn't moved fast enough at that point <laughs> to include you, but we were very, I think on that, um, the, the word behind that says 83, the year of the Bible, 83. But the family, even as now, very much, I mean, teamwork in ministry. We're so thankful for that. Yeah, and so actually it was... Oh, and then you can uh, put up no. the next one that just shows our family too. Yeah, that's... Look at Johnny, that little bouquet. <laughs> this was 84. 
the first day that I had a message here, and I kind of see that as the first, as the beginning of pastoring here, was on February 14, 1982. So this is the beginning of the 40th year now, really right now. It's the beginning of the 40th year. And, you know, at, at different people the last few years here have been saying, well, is it time to retire? And, I'd, you know, I think what I see is retirement coming in stages, but I don't see a, just a cut-off retirement thing at all. But the Truebridge Church leadership has been talking to us for the last, oh, since we became a part of that network, they've been talking to us about sabbatical, taking a sabbatical. And they they suggested every seven years. And uh, so I've, we've been thinking about that the last few years, but here again, agree with each other. You know, we, we didn't have, there wasn't a peace between us. In fact, neither one of us had a peace about taking a sabbatical, and they, they suggest three months, three months sabbatical. And a number of pastors like Pastor Larry Dorman, Gus Booth, and Ryan Stockstrom, Doug Wing, and different ones uh, have taken sabbaticals and talked to us about it and so forth. About six weeks ago, that thought started coming to me again because the thought would be if we would do it, it would probably be over the summer, over a summer. And, uh, but then I thought, well, we've waited this long, might as well wait until we've completed 40 years and then do it, you know. But as we began to pray about it together, we just had that thought, you know, in the 40th year to have that time of stepping back, you know, from being in that pastoral role uh, for three months. And by and uh, something hit me. I was sharing this with Joan on the phone and, uh, uh, when we were, you know, we were coming to talk about it, we were going to share with the leadership and so forth. And I was running it past her, and as I did it, it was the week right after. It was the week after Andrew had had the paper doll guy up here, Ken doll, is that what he called it? Ken. And you know, he kept getting the word in into Ken, and after a while, he started floating, and then he started, and then Andrew would catch him and bring him down. He didn't feel like he could let him go, and uh, and then when they were done, and I started saying, well, Andrew, let him go. Let him go. And Andrew let him go, and then he still caught him again. <laughs> and uh, I found out later he had done it at his house, and the Kindle had got stuck in the fan way up on top of their house. <laughs> Maybe that was part of it. But then finally he let him go, and he just, just, who? He, he sailed. And the Lord says, that's the picture I want you to see with the church. You know, you always think, well, you just can't. It's not time to let go yet. You know, things aren't... But then, yes, it is. And so, what we're going to be doing is is having a sabbatical time of three months. 
starting about mid-May through mid-August of this year. And so we're yeah. just wanted to share that with you today. And we're coming back after. Yeah, that. yeah, we're not. <laughs> right. And it's not because we're in a place of feeling, oh, we just have to have a break. We just have to, you know, I mean, a down place or anything like that. Uh, not at all. It's a, it's a thing where I'm excited about what God is doing in the church. And I, I'll just say it this way, in the world, but in America, but also right here in what he's going to do. I was talking with, in fact, I have some notes here. I spoke with Pastor Larry Dorman and Gus Booth, Pastor Booth from War Road, and uh, Doug Wing from Marshall. And they said, Steve, they said, it's good for you. It'll be good for you. But they said, it's actually important for the church. And it's an opportunity for people to step up, it's healthy for the church. And, uh, you know, we've had as a slogan here or as a, a, a theme of teaching through the years, every believer a minister. And we have, even looking out here, and I know many of you watching, there's, you are ministers of God. You know, you are ministers of God. And uh, so we wanted to share that with you today. We're excited about the future, what God is going to do. We really are. The glory of his presence manifest in our times together and all the, the whatever he has for us yes. in these days. We've just come through. Probably in the you know the 39 years now that we've ministered or pastored, I might say that this last year was what well, obviously was unique, but in a lot of ways it was how do you say it for everyone? Yeah, and that's for everyone. Uh, you know, we have a lot of people that are watching online now. A lot of people do. Uh, It's uh, it's so different not to be able to all be together and the different things that have happened. You know, we've had a lot of people, loved ones, that have made that transition to heaven. Many of our families have been touched pretty closely by those who have transitioned. One person I did not mention few weeks ago when we had the service for Darlene was Nellie Smith. And maybe some of you don't remember Nellie, but she attended here for a number of years, and then she's been now at Havenwood. Uh, but she also passed on to heaven. Precious lady. But uh, She would always pray for us. You know, Julie would do FaceTime from Havenwood with her and Ida, and she would, now let me pray for yeah. you. Yes. <gasps> Precious. Yes. So, praise God. 
Is it cookie time? <laughs> I smelled the cookies before church. Maybe it is, but we, you know, we actually I got some kind of special. We got some cows and horses to show you here. Oh yes. Uh, and uh, that's what we're doing. Right now. We're having different ones share blessed life moments. And are we ready with that? There we can turn to. Um, are we ready to show that? And we'll, uh, the third lows did this for us this week. And if you listen close, you can even hear. I think it's one of the cows. It's. But we especially want to listen to Jeff. But uh, yeah, and you can start that. What are they? What is that called, Jeff and Diane? A cow moves, but what is? Is there another word that? It's not bellow. What is that word? Is there a word for that? I grew up on the farm. I know what they do, but I never said he mooed. I thought there was a different word for yeah, that. I, I know I stopped too no. short of saying moo. Huh? Beller. Beller? With a B? Beller. That could While be. While they're working on that, I'll, I'll get, I'll sh there are a few other announcements here. Um, this Wednesday, we'll have again our 10 a.m. touch point. And Tim Pomp is going to be sharing from the word for us. He'll be with us uh, on Wednesday. And then also our 2020 TCC financial report and 2021 budget are up out on that shelf by the post boxes there that you can look at those if you would like. And then if we take one, in fact, if you want to. And then also, for these next weeks here ahead, for some weeks, Doug has been looking into, and we're going to have him give a little report sometime soon when we know exactly, but we're having offerings for lights, for lighting. And that's both for live streaming and then it will be also for dramas and plays and so forth. But we'll be getting, but you can give any time, just indicate uh, that you would like to give. Of course, here it's in the boxes on the walls, but online you can go to our website and give donations or mail it to box 67 to the church here in Tent Strike. Um, and then I was going to mention Shirley Walker is going to have a class on the U.S. Constitution, and it's going to start on March 16, and we're going to be having more information on that next week. So, okay. Let's, here we go. Hi, I'm Jeff. This is a blessed life moment. First of all, I have a couple of scriptures I want to share with you today. And they're both scriptures everybody's familiar with, but they seem to be fitting, so I'm going to share them with you. The first one, this is about tithing and giving, is Malachi 3.10. This is from the English Standard Version. It says... Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Wow, I like the sound of that, don't you? Open the windows of heaven, pouring down a blessing for us until there's a need. 
no more need. That just sounds like a blessing to me. I have another scripture I want to read. This is James 1.17, and this is the King James Version. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every gift, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And I just want to talk a little bit about some of the gifts and or blessings in my life today. Things that I'm thankful for. First of all, it says, every good gift and every perfect gift. I thank the Lord for the perfect gift of salvation. I thank the Lord for the perfect gift of the Holy Spirit. Those are perfect gifts, and they're gifts for all of us. You and me and everyone, we're all different, but it's yet it's a perfect gift for each one of us, and I thank the Lord for those. Then I want to thank the Lord for the good gifts in my life. I'm thankful for Diana. She's a blessing to me in so many ways. And I'm thankful for the kids, for Carrie, for Dan and Heather. They're blessings to me just so many ways. This horse I'm sitting on, this is Bucket. And I call him my gift from God because there's a story about how I, I come to own him. And I'm not going to go into that today. But he was a good gift. A good gift from my Heavenly Father who knew I had need of him. And I'm thankful for that. I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for... I'm a rancher by trade, so I'm thankful for these good cows. If you're a rancher, you need good cows. It, just, it takes good cows to make a living, and I'm thankful for that. I want to share a little story recently about how Diane and I were blessed with a... Just a direct answer of prayer, and I want to share that with you today. Um, the first week of this year, we, we shipped our calves, and we've been sending our calves down to an auction market down in Aberdeen, South Dakota for the last few years, and we sent them down there, and then her and I go down there for the sale. And, uh, and also, the last few years, I've been talking to Pastor Steve before we sent him down there, and he remembers us in prayer, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. But anyway, we got down there, and the day of the sale, before we left to go to the sale, uh, we prayed together. And our prayer was, Lord, we, we pray today that our steers are going to top the sale. And, you know, lately, the last few years, the cattle market's been just kind of trending down and down and down, and it's it's gotten where things get a little tighter every year, and takes everything you can get to keep things going and so we went to the sale and our calves sold pretty early in the sale and I thought we did pretty good I was pretty happy and but I wasn't sure we topped the sale and then when we come home I, I looked at the sale report on the on the website the next day and you know that it looked it looked like we were in the towards the top tier but I wasn't sure we topped the sale but then a week later Dinah was talking to her brother, and he trucks, and he, he trucks out in the Dakota some, and uh, he says, well, I heard you guys did really good on your calves, and she said, well, who told you that? And he said, well, I was out that way with a truck the other day, and, and I had the radio on, and they were giving a remarkable report, and uh, 
They said, a set of black steers from Kellyer, Minnesota topped the sale. And I just thought that was really cool. I thought this, that was just really a blessing, just a confirmation from the Lord, from another source, and just letting us know that our prayer was answered. I mean, specifically, right, right when we asked. So I'm thankful for all those things. And there's other things that probably too numerous to mention, but I'm thankful for them. And I just want to say a little prayer over our tithes and offerings. And, and so, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day and this time that we can come before you, Father. And I just pray for your blessing on these tithes and offerings, Lord, and for your blessing on each and every one that gives, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that the windows of heaven will be open for each and every one, Lord, and you'll pour out that blessing upon them until there is no need, Father. And we just give you thanks and we give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And I just want to, one little quote from Kenneth Copeland I want to share with everybody. Be blessed. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share with you today. I love it. Amen. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. What's your horse's name? Bucket. I thought that's what it was. He was. He really was had attention there, wasn't he? His ears up the whole time, and the cattle really cooperated too. That was that was good. So, hallelujah. Anyone, anyone would like prayer, you can come to the front afterwards. We'll pray with you. But remember, we have the coffee time and cookies. And, cookies and uh, just have a wonderful week. I believe the wind chill warning is supposed to be off at noon, right? So maybe this is the coldest we'll have anymore this year. That would be great. It's great to have Scott and Cindy here this yes. morning. Maybe you're bringing the warm, <laughs> warmth from down south. Huh? But we'll say goodbye to everybody. And uh, we love you all. Thank you.